0: This is the 4501 podcast, episode 30, Building a Smart Home in 2019. Hey, Tony, how's it going? Pretty good. I just woke up. It's 7. Nope, it's 8.15 in the morning, 7.15 in the morning here. Man,
1: I'm about to go to bed. I am so exhausted today, and uh, you could probably hear it in my voice.
0: Yeah, you sound a little off today. What's up? Your, uh, your dissertation is due pretty soon?
1: Pretty much, yeah. I have a, another month to write my dissertation, so uh, just burning the midnight oil as <laughs> much as I can, but it, it is taking a toll. Yeah. So if, you, uh, if I don't sound as uh, energetic as usual or making fun of Tony for living in the Amish country, um, you know why. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, best of luck on that, and it'll be over before you know it. Yeah, I hope so.
1: Um, In any case, I have a question for you because I was thinking about this um, on the – well, coming home from work. Do you ever see, like, people use as like, Bluetooth headsets anymore? No.
0: Why do you ask? You know,
1: those are big. Those are big, like, I don't know, 10 years ago? Yeah. Like, before the iPhone, back when we were in high school – because I saw some girl on the metro using a Bluetooth headphone like adapter thing that like an earpiece.
0: No, I think those have been replaced by the earpods or AirPods. Is that what they're called? The well, iPhone? yeah,
1: absolutely. And people don't even use like wireless Bluetooth anymore. They use like I don't know headphones most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you're right. I I just gave away my Bluetooth headset to my my dad, and he loved it. <laughs> Yeah, but he's pretty know. old school. I was just
1: thinking about that because I was just thinking like how often I do not see that.
0: Yeah, definitely a thing of the past. Well, in any
1: case, we're moving on to the future. So um, today we're going to be talking about building a smart home in 2019. And unfortunately, we should have done this before Amazon Prime Day here in the United States. Um, mm. But there are still some good deals. So today is... July 23rd, Amazon Prime Day was July 15th and 16th, and um, they were pretty pretty good deals if you're trying to build a smart home. Um, and I guess we should start off with, what is a smart home? Tony, do you know what a smart home is?
0: I think so. I, I don't have one at this point in my life, but uh, it's just, I guess, since there isn't like a single, like you can't go out and buy a smart home, you have to kind of build it for yourself. Uh, it's just like adding technology to your house to make everyday life easier um the first thing that it comes to my mind is smart lights.
1: yep absolutely that's that's how I'm, i started off with actually yeah um it's a gateway drug that's that's perfectly like a great definition it's making kind of ordinary household chores uh slightly automated and a lot um I don't want to say accessible but easier to do. I mean, like not like like flipping a light switch is pretty easy already. Yeah. But um it's true. I'd say if you wanted to turn the lights on and you're across the room where you couldn't actually physically get to the switch, you could just ask um your Alexa or use your phone to turn on the uh, light switch.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a uh, seems really lazy way to do it, but the convenience aspect is like the roof which is really cool i i I've, i find it fascinating
1: yeah and so i guess what's the best way to break this down i guess it would be first talking about um what you kind of need to make a smart home uh or, or would it be talking about what are the type of products you could buy to make a smart home what do you think
0: uh, yeah we can let's just let's just talk start with the basics like what you need and I think the most obvious thing here is a really solid internet connection because everything yes. essentially comes back to your, your router. That's how these little devices and gadgets communicate with each other through the local network.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're very correct. So, um, I think some products today, like that recently come out within like the last couple of months are actually starting to move away from wi Um, they're, they're moving more towards like Bluetooth connectivity, but I will say that if you want maximal function from your smart home products, they need to be connected to, to Wi-Fi. That's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing I don't think that um, people appreciate enough of. Because if your Wi-Fi goes down, then your house is not smart. It's a dumb house. <laughs> You're trapped in the dark.
0: That's so true. Yeah. Anyway, there's got to be a, a failsafe, right? I guess the failsafe yeah. is get up off the couch and flip the switch.
1: So the, the two things that I think most people buy when they're starting to build their smart houses are, um, lights kind of like those Phillips hue bulbs or lifex bulbs or, um, some like Sylvania has some bulbs, GE has some bulbs, um, like just like light products. So they could be like just normal light bulbs, light strips, um, led lamps or something like that um and then another thing is the thermostats i think honestly the thermostats are probably the first ones to come out um like the nest like the nest thermostats those are like the first kind of revolutionary idea of connecting your home's air conditioning and heating unit to this thermostat thermostat was connected to wi-fi and you could literally control your the heating from your phone right and then you could just over time a lot of the algorithms and machine learning adapted to say like, Oh, these are like the maximal, like the optimal times to put on your AC or turn off your heat or stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And the cool thing about that, like, I think it goes beyond that too, right? Just like scheduling it and like kind of like having an AI behind it was. Yeah. Um, If, if you are like, you can kind of like connect your devices together. Like if, um, for example, if you're driving home from work, then you can your 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 Nest would detect that and maybe you could t- turn on the air conditioning automatically. Like you can pre-program it to recognize that activity.
1: Yeah, so so we call those geofences. Um the one downside about that and I'm not too thrilled about geofences is that you actually have to have your location services on your cell phone enabled at all times which i hate because it kills your battery. Does it really? Um, yeah it does. Um, so i think if people want to do that it's fine. Um, but like that's but that's true. Like you can if you set like a geofence around your house as soon as you uh, like enter that geofence that like i don't know like let's say like a 1 mile di- uh, diameter radius. Diameter? Radius. Radius. 1 mile radius from your house. Um, the AC will pop on and so it's also like energetically favorable favorable, right? So like you don't have to have your AC running from time to time it like if you're not there in the house Obviously you can pre-program your thermostat to schedule to get to like go up to like 74 or 75 um, But let's say you're on vacation or something like that then you don't have to worry about scheduling it so it, I think it does bring some sort of cost efficiency back to your um, heating and cooling bill
0: yeah, for sure. Now, how about the the lights? How exactly do those work? Because I never I never own them. I know you have at least a couple.
1: Yeah. So I started off actually with these switches. So um, you can buy t- to control a lamp. Let's say like a normal household light. You can do two things. You can either have a a switch that connects to a Wi-Fi signal, like a like it's kind of like a uh, like a timer, but ex- ex- except like instead of like actually being like an analog timer, Um, it'll connect here to your router, to your Wi-Fi system, and you can use an app to program it that way and turn it on and off. Um, And so in that case, I think it actually is controlling the electrical signal. The second thing, which most people have, um, well, I shouldn't say most people have. I think there's a a fair split between plugs and then light bulbs. The light bulbs have kind of like a Wi-Fi emitter in them, and so they will connect to your, um, to your, to your home network, like your smart home network. So the thing about the bulbs, though, um, any bulbs, the the main brand that the most, the well known brand right now is the Philips Hue system, and I have Philips Hue too. Unfortunately, in order to, for the bulbs to connect to your Wi-Fi system, you have to have what we call a bridge, and basically the bridge plugs into your to your Wi-Fi router and your your Philips Hue bulbs are actually connecting to the bridge not your router
0: and is that bridge a a Philips product or is that could that be any bridge
1: nope so well yes and no so yeah so you can buy the Philips Hue bridge I have it it's only like 50 bucks it's not that expensive however you can also buy like Alexa echoes like the echo the i think the normal echo mm-hmm. um, or the echo show those actually have smart home hubs in, built into them so in that case you wouldn't need a, a philips hue bridge but i don't think you have the full functionality if you don't have a Phil- philips hue bridge i think you're missing you lack some features oh okay okay yeah that that makes sense. But the main thing is, yeah. But the main thing for those light bulbs is that you do need a a bridge installed in your house somewhere. And um, fortunately, if you do have a large home, if you buy a couple of those light bulbs, I've actually read that they are able to be used as kind of like a node. So let's say your your bridge is in one room, and then you're you're trying to connect a bulb that's I don't know, ten rooms away, and it, the signal doesn't reach if you put a light bulb on kind of the maximal distance from the bridge that, and it's still able to connect, let's say like five rooms away, you can actually jump that signal. The, the light bulb actually will act as an emitter too.
0: Well, wow, that's really cool. So <laughs> I didn't realize that that's, uh, that's perfect. That kind of like blankets your whole house with the Wi-Fi signal if
1: yeah. So, so it's actually based off something called a Zigbee system. I'm really not the expert in Zigbee. Have you heard about that? No, no. What's that? No. So I think so. I think Zigbee is kind of the technology. It's called uh, this Zigbee. I don't know if it's the code or just like the system or the firmware um, that this smart home products are are based off of. But Philips Hue are based off this Zigbee thing, Um, and so I think that's just like the 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 software that it's based off of. But honestly, um, if you have any Zigbee enabled product, you're able to connect to a Philips Hue bridge, but there are some like hurdles to jump over. So um, honestly, buying an aftermarket product and connecting it to a Philips Hue bridge is actually really complicated. So if once you actually buy into the Philips Hue system, it's very vast. There's a lot of different products for you to use to kind of light your home or, or do some other stuff but you're kind of locked into that system once you buy into it. And it, I will say it, it does come at a premium and it is kind of expensive.
0: So how much does one of these just say a bulb cost for example?
1: Yeah. So so there are various types of bulbs too. So if we're talking about like the normal white light bulbs, those cost like $15. Okay. If we're talking about the LED bulbs, the, these light bulbs that change colors, now we're getting to $25 per bulb. Um, and so you got to think about, I don't know what the actual lifetime of the bulb actually is, but if they're LEDs, I can only imagine that they're going to go on for a very long time.
0: I would think so too. And you're not burning like, you know, they're, they're efficient, right? You're not going to buy multiples every like few years, like a standard. What are they? Incandescent light bulb. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> I just know they're like soft, but they're, they're able to change to different fate.
1: Like they they can be like soft white, white bright white. Yeah. Like they, they change. They're able to change kind of whatever those, those temperatures of like, uh-huh. gotcha, gotcha. Now from a practical but then, but then the hub itself costs $50. And then if you get into like the light strips, like the, the light strips cost 60 to $70. If you get like, um, they call them like bloom lights. Those bloom lights are like sixty to seventy dollars. You can even get it into some really fancy lighting that like you don't really need unless you're trying to really make your room like super like accented with lighting. Like mm-hmm. you could have a white room with like a purple wall or something. Most people don't want to do that. Like most people want to buy just like the normal bulbs. Yeah. Um, so I think I think like a base basic package, including the hub and like four bulbs, costs like a hundred and something dollars like, like hundred five hundred ten dollars or maybe if they're on sale like 80 or ninety dollars
0: and that'll be like enough for a few rooms and the hub so that that's that's not too bad for like a starter kit yeah
1: yeah and so so but I I mean like I said I started off with the plugs right because the plugs you don't necessarily need a hub you just need the plugs to connect to your Wi-Fi system <laughs> um and so if you don't want to invest in a bridge then go with the smart plugs
0: oh sweet yeah and save a save a few bucks what now what is the what does it look like these bulbs do, the, do you have to keep like the lamp on at all times and then the switch moves to the the bulb itself and then that's how yeah, you toggle yeah. it on okay
1: well it's the same thing like flipping a light switch right yeah so if you had a plug flip like uh plugged into an outlet that was connected to a switch for the bedroom yeah. light you keep the light on all the time you just mess with the switch yeah so it's the same thing like that
0: cool so we got we got these these smart light bulbs we have the smart thermostat, like the Google Nest. Um, I think the thing that people always like joke about with smart homes is like a uh, internet connected toaster. But I'm sure it, it exists, but I don't think there's any practicality to that. Um, but I know they do actually have like refrigerators and ovens that are internet connected that you can control from your smartphone.
1: Yeah. So and as far as like kitchen applications go. Um, there are a couple, so there's actually a smart microwave. (laughs) I don't know why you need a smart microwave, but there it's it's there. (laughs) Um, I personally have a, what you call, so you know what a sous vide is? Sous
0: vide? No. What is that?
1: So I bought this last prime day, but it basically, it's a smart, it's a, it's a smart device too. Um, but basically it will connect here to the internet. And, um, so sous vide is basically, it's a water circulator. So it'll heat. It's a way of cooking food. Um, and so instead of actually like, let's say you take a piece of steak, right? Instead of grilling it or baking it or whatever, you can actually seal it in like a Ziploc bag. And then you can actually put that water, that steak in the bag into some water. And the water gets up to temp to like 165. And you can actually cook a steak that way. And so, so Sous vide is basically this water circulator that heats up the water and circulates it at the same time to get the water up to one sixty five or whatever you need.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, that so you're That's essentially it. like boiling it, but not direct like you're not the the steak never touches the water. And it stays it, at it, a so perfect temperature. Boi- it's
1: not boiling water, right? So you do get one sixty five. So it's yeah. not boiling though, because boiling's definitely not boiling's like two hundred. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sous can't get up that high. So you're not boiling the meat, but you are warming it to a specific temperature. And the way the reason why this is better is because um the, the steak or whatever will come out a lot more flavorful, a lot more tender because you're not actually overcooking the meat. Because once it get like if your water's at 165, once your steak gets up to 165, it's not gonna go any higher.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's so, that's so it
1: does look it does look boiled. Like absolutely, it does look like boiled meat. But that's why a lot of people will sear it at the end to give it a lot more darker and to seal in all those juices.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: awesome. I know it's going <laughs> – now we're in kitchen products. But, um, yeah, so you can actually – so my sous vide is hooked up to Wi-Fi whenever I use it, and that's purely because um, <clears throat> in order to actually get your water up to 165, it's going to take three or four hours. And so I am able to actually activate my sous vide – if I'm away from work, so I'll set it up the morning of go to work and I can actually access it from my phone if I'm at work, start it, and then I can start cooking the meat at a specific time because I know the water will be at that temp at the time
0: I need mm-hmm. it to be cool. So does it have its own app and everything that you download from the app store and yep connect to it? That's awesome. That's really cool. And it's an Alexa enabled so you can voice control it.
1: Yeah, and so let's let's talk about those now. Let's yeah, talk about kind of the main voice controllers. And so we talked about earlier, you can use your phone to activate a light or use your phone to look at your thermostat. But nowadays, there's a lot of voice controllers to actually automate these processes without you actually even going to your phone. So, Tony, do you know what those are?
0: Well, we got the Alexa from Amazon. Um, the Google, hmm, Google, what is it?
1: I believe it's just called the hub
0: hub yeah you're right the google hub and i think well that's the only two ones i know of is there a third one do we have a third player there's a third one. Oh boy
1: it's, it's me by our good friend tim oh Pink. oh
0: oh yeah i was that's uh that's probably obvious what is it apple i it's home, called, I I home. Think it's
1: called a home pod home pod okay <laughs> there we go yeah it's, and so obviously each one is is kind of controlled by different voices so amazon's echoes are controlled by alexa apple home pods are co- controlled by siri and their google hubs are controlled by i don't know what's bixby is that mm. google
0: no no Google's no ai no um i don't think they have a like a personality name for that google well either either way so, no. so
1: google hub and so they all have different kind of aspects so let's let's ignore Apple Home Pods because they're overpriced and they don't work very well. Um, <laughs> okay. So the main two main players are Google Homes or Go- I guess is a Google Home? Maybe it's Google Home.
0: Google Home. Yeah, I, I think that's what they're going towards. Maybe I think
1: it's, it's called a Google Home Hub. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, so it's a Google Home Hub or the Amazon Echoes. So the hubs are or so the Echoes, I would say that the AI behind it is really stupid. But it's really good at controlling and linking a lot of your smart home devices. So if, you're, if your pure like, goal in a voice assistant is to control your house, the Echo is what you want. However, if you're going for like a smart kind of voice assistant, then you should definitely go for the, the Google Home Hub. Because that's built in with Google's AI And it's really smart. So if you ask it a question, it will pick it up really quickly and answer it really quickly.
0: Okay, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for Google because they are a big search engine, there's like generic questions that you can ask it, but for Alexa, you can't do that. It's it's better at controlling things, is what I understand. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because like, if you you Google, like Google, Google is a verb now. If you ask (laughs) your Google Home to look up a question, it'll actually go through Google search page and find the answers for you.
0: Yeah. Unless and, like, can't do that. and speak it back to you. So you don't have to like read it. Exactly. Yeah. That's really cool. I really think that like a core part of smart homes is voice. And these are going to be essential to any smart home that you have because that's where the convenience comes in is not getting up or not even touching your smartphone really to, to take care of these tasks. So voice, I I, I predict is going to be uh, a huge part of this.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, um, I think I think I don't know where the feature is for this. I think, honestly, I think it is home automation. You know,
0: yeah, everything. I, like, like I'm sure like we can't even fathom some of the stuff like 20 years from now that will be in a smart home. But like, well, we didn't even talk like there is like to lock your front door. Do, do you have one of those? No, you don't. Um, no you, I
1: would never have I would never have a smart lock
0: I was so close to buying one of those a few years ago on like Kickstarter because it seems so cool but yes they are connected to Wi-Fi and you can act like unlock or lock your door from anywhere I know like a lot of Airbnbs utilize those to let guests in remotely which is awesome um, what would be your biggest concern about using a smart lock
1: just reliability I mean if if. If your Wi-Fi goes down, are you locked out entirely? Like, if your Wi-Fi goes down, can people access your house more easily? Like, it's just like a reliability thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I, um, I'm sure the engineers and all those people who are taking care of building that product think about that type of stuff. I, I, I guess I have blind trust in them to, to you know, figure those problems out. But um I I actually don't yeah. have the answer. Uh, but
1: yeah. uh, it's like you think Facebook like you know keeps your data private. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. your type of mentality.
0: About that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um but if I were to buy one of these products I would do a ton of research to make sure that is not the case and you know obviously do your do your homework with anything like this. Yeah. Um and
1: it's and so uh, Amazon actually developed kind of like a system for their delivery system. So Amazon has really been leading the charge on trying to target home, uh, smart home people. And so they. I think this was in the news that basically you could, you could buy one of like Amazon's cameras and then basically shoot that at your living room to front door and then you could link that with like a smart lock. And so you basically give the driver a temporary passcode to unlock your front door and then you can like you would get a notification on your phone like the deliver the delivery guy is opening your front door. Please go into your Amazon cam watch them do it. Um, but there's a lot of problems with that because apparently um, like the temporary code like sometimes it wouldn't last it would only be like a one shot deal and so sometimes these delivery drivers they use the code but then they can't lock the door with that code again you know and so there's a lot of Mm. issues and bugs with it and so sometimes you had delivery drivers just like leaving doors unlocked because they couldn't lock it yeah like there's just uh, a little some bugs that I'm not quite sure if they worked out yet
0: oh man well I guess just give it some time and I I really like that idea though Uh, because because a lot of people especially in cities for you mark in Baltimore you can't accept deliveries of packages especially expensive ones because you don't have a mailbox or Um, a porch and you, you can't really trust everybody walking by.
1: No, no, absolutely. Um, but I think, I think, I think kind of like where this is heading, Tony is, and I think there's some companies actually doing it now. One of them is called wise, uh, W Y Z E. Um, they make this like really affordable smart camera. And so basically it's a camera. It's an, it's an IP camera, the internet protocol camera basically it's a camera that connects to your Wi-Fi and can access it through an app and all that stuff but um, kind of it this company is trying to automate your home so they actually sell like these motion sensors and light bulbs um, which is a little bit different than the Philips Hue but basically the idea is is that the camera and the motion sensors and they actually have some door sensors too. the idea is if you open your door the door sensor will trigger you'll get an app on your phone, you'll get a notification on your phone that says doors open. You can connect that with your um, light bulbs, either the motion detector or the door sensor and your lights will turn on automatically. Oh, cool, cool.
0: I like that. Would it ever get it out of sync yeah, and that, though? And that like, is your
1: smart. That that is like a smart home, right? That's, that's everything what a smart home should be. It's automating these processes so you don't have to do them yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, without even a, a second thought. Would now with that setup, does the motion sensor sense that you're inside in the la- that's how the lights go on? Because yeah, otherwise, so.
1: so it's but so it's all it's all based on the algorithm though. So like it's saying yeah. like, if this motion sensor triggers that it's IFTT.
0: Oh yeah. If this then that yeah. I wanna go back to the video part because you do have one of those IP cams that you're in your smart home, don't you? Uh yeah, I do. I uh well so I've been to Mark's house plenty of times in Baltimore, and it's just this camera that points out the front window, kind of like towards the the um, the front door. And he has like steps leading up to the front door and all that, so you can see that, and you can see the street and all the cars going by. And what I really like about this setup, this camera that he has, is it's backed by an app on his phone, and you can optionally have notifications turn on when anybody comes to your front door. the camera will detect motion and send him a notification that I think you have a video attachment of whatever's going on at the time. Is that basically the gist of how that works?
1: Yep, that's true. So the one thing that I'm not happy about with that camera, which may lead me to replace it, is that it actually doesn't have any Alexa functionality to it. Oh, okay. So if if I had like an Echo Show, which I do have now because of Prime Day, thank God, (laughs) <laughs> so I have an Echo Show now, which is basically an Echo device, an Alexa Echo device with a screen on it. Um, so basically, if I bought a new camera that was Alexa enabled, I could say, you know, Alexa, like, show me my front door. And using that camera, the feed would pop up on my Echo Show and I can actually look out my front door without actually going through the door. And so Got the it. camera I have right now does not, is not able to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's I, uh, I never heard of the Echo Show. Is that a new product or is that just uh, something that you bought on Prime Day?
1: No. So it's a second generation thing. But uh-huh. basically um, it came out last year or maybe maybe a year and a half ago. And it was this really like janky looking clunker. Um, <laughs> but they refined it a lot. Like the first generation, you never buy first generation anything. Like yeah. never buy first generation anything. The audio sucked. The video was not very good. It was, it was just like an eyesore, but mm-hmm. the second generation product actually looks really good.
0: Did you get to play around with it or anything like that? Not yet.
1: Um, I just got it. I just set it up a couple of days ago, so, but I haven't been home to really test it out. So maybe you this might, weekend
0: <laughs> or maybe in a month when you're done your dissertation.
1: Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Um. All right. So I think we're heading up on like thirty minutes now, Tony, and I'm yep. getting super tired, and my voice is hurting me. And okay. I told you, ready? I'm tired. I know. So is know. there anything else you want to talk about for the smart home to convince the listeners to use your Amazon Prime affiliate code to purchase <laughs> these products?
0: I think Just we. Clean. I think we yeah. I think we hit all the the major ones. Um, we did the kitchen. We did like general living spaces. We did the front door whether that's video or locks. Um, I think that's all we, you and I personally have experience with. Oh, and the the thermostat. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that we miss, let us know in the comments on our website. The show notes for this episode will be available at the 4501podcast.com slash 30. And yeah, I think we should uh, let Mark get to bed.
1: Yeah. Or um, you can leave comments. Or you know our email is very dormant right now, so you can either email us, uh, us at the <laughs> at the forty five hundred one podcast at gmail dot com, or you can tweet us at the forty five hundred one podcast.
0: Yeah, okay. do that because nobody does, and we would love to hear from you.
1: And if you have episode ideas, you know, send us a, send us it over. Right on. Okay. Oh, thanks. Oh, so remember the last. P- <laughs> So my friend Ian our our friend Ian brought this to our attention. Do you remember the last podcast or I don't even remember which one was but when we when I asked you Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. So do you know what the movie is, the movie is the <laughs> Do I know No, I didn't. Do you know, look what, do into know what the it. movie's called? N- no. It's called Good Morning
0: Vietnam. Oh, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> what yeah. do you know? Yeah, oh.
1: so so Sorry, sorry, all you people yelling at us over the airwaves.
0: Yeah, geez. Give us a break.
1: <laughs> yeah, and thank you, Ian.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out this time, I promise. Um, are you yeah. still in Vietnam, or where are you now? Oh, I'm in Lao, Lao now. You're in Lao. Are there any,
1: a lot of smart home technologies in Laos?
0: <laughs> I highly doubt it, because it was a struggle to even record this podcast on the Wi-Fi here. I had to go on uh, my friend's 4G internet connection which that that's promising right. actually yeah
1: it's probably at least they have 4G yeah um all right well in any case uh obviously that's that's kind of why this episodes a little bit later than usual um the time zone differences and, and connectivity issues are obviously preventing us from putting the podcast out every Tuesday um so hopefully hopefully um the next couple of weeks aren't too terrible
0: yeah fingers crossed all right you wanna- don't take us
1: out don't screw it up
0: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the 45 On podcast. We will see you next week.
1: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please follow us on Twitter at the 4501 Podcast to keep up with the latest news and events. If you have any suggestions for episodes or would like to contact us, shoot us an email at the4501podcast at gmail.com.